0: Hey everybody, welcome to Living in Control. I'm Amiza Abraham and I'm Reza Abraham. In this episode, we are going to continue talking about consciousness. As mentioned in our previous episode, consciousness is at the core of the in-control model and an in-control life is a conscious life. Let's find out more on some other techniques we can do to be more aware and mindful to help us to be consciously in control of our life and career so stick around all right reza in our previous episode we have learned what is consciousness all about Mm. and several techniques or practices that we can do to increase our consciousness level Um, your book has a bag of tricks on how to improve one's consciousness. Mm, yeah. So let's continue where we left off, all right? Yep. Yeah, okay. So apart from mindful exercises, breathing exercises, forest bathing, and mindful gardening, what other techniques that we can do?
1: Yeah, so the next technique that is one of my favorite one, and there's a lot of work required in this area, it's the ability to forgive and move towards Mm -hmm. So forgiveness is generally defined by psychologists as our conscious decision to let go of feeling resentment towards someone who has harmed us. So what is interesting is that we can forgive whether or not the person deserves our forgiveness. You see, Mm -hmm. forgiveness is bringing the forgiver a peace of mind and freeing us from any destructive emotions, there is no guarantee that forgiving, and uh, and offender, would let us feel positive towards that person. But it will likely at least release the negative feelings in us.
0: Okay. Yeah. This
1: allows our conscience to recognize past pain without falling into the trap of being defined by the pain. Okay. Instead, we are enabled to heal, recover, and move on with our life. Mm -hmm. So somebody has done us wrong. We need to step up, have the courage to grow and be the force of change for ourselves and the people around us. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You see, forgiveness does not equal... Forgetting. It could be a person who betrayed us or losing a loved one or a business partner who cheated us, a sexual abuse or any horrible experience that we are constantly thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So our conscience is telling us somebody has done to us something wrong and they do not deserve to be forgiven. And our Mm and and we are conscious about every we are conscious about it every moment mm-hmm. of the incident.
0: Yeah. I think this is something emotionally heavy and I know some who may find this a bit more difficult to do, you know. Correct. Yeah. So, uh wh- you know when we give uh, advice, you know, forgive and forget and move on mm. so that we can be at peace, then the person can say easily that oh, it's easy said than done. Yep. And to me personally, I, I, I do find it can be hard, yeah. right? So is it possible to let go of something that happened to us in the past and hurt us terribly?
1: You see, there are many authors and researchers that claim they knew how to manage that. But our memory is an incredibly complicated system, which mm-hmm. is still not well known to many, right? Okay. But yeah. the most practical mindfulness practices that it's called motivated forgetting. Okay. So, what he's saying is that the individuals may forget consciously or unconsciously unwanted memories. Mm-hmm. So, people, most people are asking, how do we let go of it? And that's exactly the mistake because we are asking the wrong question as we can't really eliminate a neuron, Mm -hmm. but we can disengage it by paying less attention to it as if like there is no activity around that area. In other words, to disrupt the memory retrieval Mm -hmm. process consciously
0: oh, okay okay so how exactly do we let go of our discontentment and uh, I mean or grudges
1: yeah so there are there are some steps to make it happen the first step is to remove all the reminders mm-hmm. and this is the easiest step it's like removing all the reminders and triggers like you know pictures uh, business papers letters and anything that literally remind us of that horrible experience or event (laughs) it's it's it releases us from any painful string attached that that is the reason uh we hear the advice from some expert to burn some of the old photos you know <laughs> or some people yeah. have you seen that they throw them into the ocean or a- any 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 form of letting mm. things go physically mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is the first step we have not yet resolved the mm-hmm. the biggest problem mm-hmm. so the second step which is a slightly harder is to not talk about it
0: mm. right so
1: where we should avoid talking about that reminder. You see, you cannot live a positive life with a negative mouth Mm -hmm. where we keep on talking about the incident. So every time we are talking about it, we are just like activating the neurons and it makes it impossible to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like we're trying to dry a piece of wet sheet and keep spraying water on it, right? It will Mm -hmm. never get dry, isn't it? So I know we usually feel better by talking to others, but the sense of receiving, uh, you know, the sense of receiving sympathy will provide us the peace of mind. It seems like a healing and we are not discouraging our our listeners as speaking with the professionals for sure will help out. But if that continues with random people like Mm -hmm. family, friends and strangers The truth is that we are not doing ourselves any favor. Mm -hmm. We're just like refreshing everything again and again and again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. the third step, it's the most difficult step, is to not think about it. Mm. This, This is by far the hardest step as we have to manage our mind, you know? And we all know how the memories come to our head and we play it like a movie series. Mm -hmm. So we are going through those justifications and frustrations and how we wish we did it differently back then. And by the time we get to the end of the series, we are fully depressed and the neurons are fully activated. So one of the best solutions is through voluntary memory suppression, Mm -hmm. which means as soon as it begins, as soon as we start to recall those Mm incidents, we practice consciously shutting down our traumatic memory. In Mm -hmm. other words, you're just changing the channel in our mind and coming back to the present. So all, all you can do is just like simply do not dwell any longer on Anything that we literally have zero control over that right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I have seen some people playing music, you know, Mm -hmm. they start singing, they're calling a friend and Mm -hmm. talking about something that has nothing to do with that memory. Or you're just having a conversation with one of your family member about how's work or or even Mm -hmm. playing with the kids.
0: So it's like it's out of mind. Out of, I mean, out of sight, out of mind. Correct, right? correct. Uh, so we just simply don't dwell on it too much, right? Yeah. If not, you will just be stuck in the past and not being able to move on and allow the, and and, and in turn, allow the past control you from moving on forward. Yeah, they yeah. said
1: that learn from your past, but don't stay in the past.
0: Mm. So it's like, uh, you would be at a loss if you go if you stop going to your favorite spot like McDonald's just mm. because you and your former best friend like to go there. Correct. So instead of allowing yourself to enjoy your life, you're letting your past to hold you back and make the that excuse to blame on other people for feeling miserable. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So this reminds me of Mel Robbins. Um, um, in the in, in her book, um, the five second rule. Exactly. Uh, yep. she, she spoke about a quick uh, and and productive way to count five, four, three, two, one, go, mm. <laughs> and step forward, uh, step towards um, fresh action that you are hesitant to take. Yep. Right. She said. She also said that uh, you have to shift. Physically within mm. the that that five seconds, like standing up, leaving the room, or our brain will destroy the whole fresh action.
1: Yeah. So right. Mel, Mel Robbins' technique is also another fantastic approach in a similar kind that I have used the, this this method to disrupt some of the negative thoughts by starting counting backward from five to one in your mind and then just changing the channel to more empowering and constructive or positive thinking. It's it's all about consciously avoiding going to those specific neurons and never looking back. You see, the key point here is that the neurons most probably Mm -hmm. may, may never get deleted from your brain. But we can outgrow the neurons by becoming a stronger Person, mm-hmm. so this is not uh, it, it's, it, that any any neurons that basically is just like hurting us. Mm-hmm. So you don't want it to hurt you anymore. Mm-hmm. So everybody, everybody, at some point in their life or career has gone through some bad experiences, mm-hmm. right? That have left them some incredible memory traces that are not so easy to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody has done us wrong, but we need to apply compassion to ourselves, mm-hmm. as we do not deserve to feel the misery any longer yeah. to be able to reduce the suffering day by day. So yeah. the goal is to become stronger so that the unwelcome memory will not hurt us anymore. Mm. It's noteworthy also to highlight that we we always encourage people to meet up with mental health professionals, the mm-hmm. therapists, to look for alternative solutions. If you are not able to manage yeah. it on your own.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I heard this saying somewhere, uh, holding grudges uh, towards someone is like drinking the poison mm. and expecting the other person to yeah, die. Yeah, correct. Right? So also, and I, I, I couldn't agree more with you about seeking professional help. Yeah. And there's no shame about it. Correct, huh? correct. So um, if you think you can't uh, manage it just... Just go, even if you, you know how some people like, ah, it's just a small matter. Mm. You know yourself better.
1: Yeah. Right? Or we don't save to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what are the other techniques that to take control of our conscience?
1: Okay. The second one uh, that uh, I would like to highlight today, it's about being in control of your reticular activating system. Okay. Or it's also famous for RAS. What is that? So RAS performs a crucial role to connect our conscious mind mm-hmm. to our unconscious mind. It will activate our conscience mm. and eventually it will impact your consciousness.
0: Okay, so that's see, what we, we, we spoke about last week.
1: Conscience. Yeah, yes. yeah. So our RAS is directly in control of every information flow into our brain and almost mm. everything we do. Mm. You see, it provides Energy It provides mindfulness and readiness to interpret the information and call for action in our body. Mm-hmm. You see, everything we see, hear, touch and feel is being triggered by our RAS. Mm-hmm. So, so that will let us concentrate, remember, learn mm-hmm. and even memorize things. Mm-hmm. You see, our thoughts can predominantly define what kind of life we are going to live. Mm-hmm. Our RAS is working in a very mysterious way and people with high control of their RAS can achieve things which is humanly even seems impossible. Mm. Our RAS is the reason When you buy a new phone Mm -hmm. or a new car right and and when you start to walk around you see a lot of people having the same phone and a car as like you yeah or i remember when you were pregnant with our first son you know so every time we go to any shopping mall Uh i was keep on asking you like is that the pregnancy season or something (laughs) (laughs) right so then why why are we seeing a lot of pregnant people (laughs) but but the truth is those people they had that phone they have that car even before you bought the car car, or you bought the phone. Uh So now that you have it, you see a lot of people having it. Uh Or people are pregnant all the time, you Uh know? So now that when you are pregnant, I get to see a lot of pregnant people. So (laughs) the difference is that now you start noticing it Mm -hmm. because my RAS is consciously looking for it. So Mm. RAS is the engine behind waking up a few seconds before our alarm goes off. Have you ever experienced that? You Mm -hmm. have like an early flight in the morning Mm -hmm. and then you put up your alarm clock and then just like a few seconds before the alarm clock goes like, you wake up yourself, right? Have you experienced that? So that is your RAS because when you put your alarm clock at night, we don't know about our ras we don't trust our ras we mm-hmm. trust the alarm clock uh-huh. and RAS is say hey hold on a second i'll wake you up but we don't know about it okay. right so that's so, how I,
0: it's subconsciously
1: exactly right so if you're a fan of like uh, this 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 uh, book called the secret by rhonda Byrne. oh uh, right? yeah the
0: law of attraction right? yes
1: correct yeah. so the law of attraction does not seem that mystical anymore. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's look at the statement that what you focus your thoughts on is what you attract in your life, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what the RAS does. So if 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 your thoughts are only concentrated on what you do not want, mm-hmm. what you receive is exactly what you do not want. Ah. That's how the RAS does. Okay. So focusing on what's good, it will bring goodness to your life because Mm -hmm. the brain is seeking those things out, you know, Mm -hmm. and there is no magic in there. It's just the RAS influencing the world Mm -hmm. we see around us.
0: Yeah, so this goes to show that our thought and desire are definitely powerful. Yes. Right. So to be in control of of that can really help us mm. uh, are there any methods um, to control our ras oh,
1: this is a very hard one but okay. there are some studies in this area for example one of the very famous study done by victor frankel it's mm-hmm. called applying paradoxical intention to your biggest fear so what mm. victor frankel did Viktor Frankl is the guy who survived World War II and the Holocaust, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, in, he, he wrote this book called Man's Search for Meaning. Okay. So, he introduced this metal uh intention, uh, which can help make our fears go away mm-hmm. by forcing our fears to come
0: true. Okay, how does how, how that, how that work? So,
1: our mind, okay. you see, our mind often tends to do the opposite of mm-hmm. what we wish it does. So if you try to suppress a negative thoughts or a worry that often backsfire and make it worse. You know how if someone asks you not to think about something, like you know, we always say like, can, can you not think about a pink elephant? So the the first thing that pops up in your head is what? You're just thinking about a pink elephant, right? Like in Pocoyo. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) the more effort you put into trying to resist a thought, the more annoying it becomes. Mm -hmm. Similarly, the harder you try to avoid your fear, the greater the fear can become. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even if we are sure that avoidance will increase the power of fear... We still naturally try to avoid anything we are afraid of. So mm-hmm. let's say, for example, the, the the paradoxical intention is often used with um, reactions hindered by recurrent anxiety, mm-hmm. like like for example, like a public speaking, yeah. or when you blushing in front of the others, or those people who have a fear of height. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So using this method is like confronting our biggest. So that we can turn it around and become in control Mm. rather than letting the fear control Mm. us. Mm. For example, if if you're scared of public speaking, this is my recommendation is you just push yourself to conduct more so that it does not scare you anymore. Mm. So we are indirectly getting in control of our reticular activating system that mm-hmm. filters the fear so that we are in full control of the situation,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: another another techniques that I came across is about supplying the right inputs to your RAS.
0: Uh, okay. So
1: there, there is this, these researchers from Queen's University in Canada okay. concluded that a person mm-hmm. could have more than six thousand individual thoughts on a normal day
0: wow
1: you see each thought is in a specific moment when a human is focused on a single idea so this stream of Mm. thoughts goes on all throughout our life while we are sleeping and fully conscious of course Mm. as we sleep our mental functions begin to decline but they never stop
0: 6,000 thoughts in 24 hours.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You see, our thoughts emerge from neural processes. Mm -hmm. And those neural processes come from a stimulus. It comes from interactions, reminders, experiences, or sometimes appear out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like daydreaming. So so there is a saying that uh, they always say, like, an empty mind is a devil's workshop.
0: Mm, right. Yeah, so yeah, which yeah.
1: how most thoughts appear out of nowhere as we do not engage into any activity that challenges our brain to think. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, there are many thoughts that, thanks to our RAS, okay. we are not even aware of a lot of mindless, wandering thoughts. Right. And unnecessary information with high speed that the RAS will filter through and only allow this uh, uh, allow what is important to be presented to us. Mm. If we didn't have the RAS, it could have been even worse, right? So, however, our RAS cannot decide for us what we are focusing on.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, it's, it's up to us
0: mm-hmm.
1: to decide what matters the most. Mm. You see, we are in complete control of what goes inside our mind, Right? And as a result, what we are thinking about, it's always determined by how the we we get sync with our RAS.
0: Mm -mm.
1: In this disrupted worlds world where we spend hours on social media, Mm. the TV channels, we are unfortunately extremely vulnerable to, to supplying uh inaccurate unfiltered, sometimes fake Fake biased, you know, (laughs) and unproductive inputs, you know, to our RAS. Mm -hmm. And our RAS, it basically has no fault in this. Mm. This is what we are doing to it. Mm -hmm. So while it's getting harder and harder day by day to be exposed to the right information, our consciousness is our best judgment. Mm -hmm. So whether the information is from the right sources or whether it's helping us to grow or becoming a better person, it's it's simply it's up to us. Mm-hmm. So that means we need to decide what to watch, what to listen, and what to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what um, ad- advertisers and marketers have been doing to us, yeah. right? And and with social media algorithm, it takes advantage of our our uh, AS. Correct. Yeah. Correct. If you. Uh, I think if you haven't watched uh, it already, you should watch the Netf- this Netflix um, documentary, the Social Dilemma, where it explores the dark side of social media. How how um, you know this algorithm um, take advantage of our subconsciousness? right? designed
1: for that purpose. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, but uh, it. But, but to me, I think it doesn't um, always have to be uh, a disadvantage too, mm. because we still need information, Correct. right? But uh, just to uh, stress on what you have mentioned just now, where we can actually control that conscious, uh, consciousness, because um, what we call this, we... we can definitely control our RAS. We just need to be in control um, and have that sound mind uh, to make decision on what we want to do for our life. Yeah, you're just
1: controlling the supply. Yes.
0: So, for example... uh, We can let the algorithm know what kind of information we would like to see or to be reminded of. Like Mm. consciously uh, click on something positive that you see on social media and you'll see positive posts on your newsfeed.
1: Correct. You're just like hacking the social media inputs to you. Yes,
0: yes, yes. So like, you know... uh, before this when i was younger yeah during that rebellious time mm. <laughs> during that emo time I, I can actually see how um different my news feed is before and also right now like okay. right now i'm i'm more conscious or right now most of my posts are parenting about family about positivity mm. and
1: you see more of family positivity uh, yes, and all right? yes
0: yes yeah. yes yeah so any other final thoughts on consciousness
1: my last lesson which uh, it's a it's an ongoing process mm-hmm. even for me as a person it's about working on our humility mm. The fav- my, my favorite definition of the humility is from C.S. Lewis, the British writer. He said, C.S. Lewis. Yeah. He said, he said true humility okay. is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less.
0: Oh, that's deep.
1: Yeah. So, humility is the ultimate test of consciousness. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. fact, I call it as a radical consciousness. Mm. It's, it's not weakness... It's strength in control. Mm. It stands completely opposite of an egoistical characteristic. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim Collins, mm-hmm. in his uh, well-written book, uh, Good to Great, which mm-hmm. highly recommended, describes mm-hmm. a level five leader as someone who combines extreme personal humility with intense professional willpower. That is what he called it as a level five leader. So these mm-hmm. leaders know how to channel their ego, the, the ego needs, mm-hmm. away from themselves into a bigger cause or goal, mm-hmm. which they call it as your ego is your enemy. Mm-hmm. So Harry Truman, the 33rd uh, president of the United States, mm-hmm. said, you can accomplish anything in life provided that you do not mind who gets the credit. Mm. So humility, it's about seeing ourselves the way we really are. It's not about discounting or negative perception about ourselves, but rather is just gratitude and appreciation of the potential within us. Mm. So, you see, in, 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 in every religion, in fact, they encourages its believers and followers to stay humble. Like in Quran, it mm-hmm. says the slaves of all merciful are those who walk the humility on the earth. Mm-hmm. Or uh, in Bible, it said God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth. Mm-hmm. And there are thousands of other examples in which even religions right share the value of being humble mm-hmm. with their followers.
0: But Reza... I think most people get confused between being humble mm. and having low self-esteem. Correct. And on the other hand, to some, uh, humility is a sign of discrediting your strength. And um, in the world where we're feeding on our ego uh, with compliments, yeah. admiration, uh, number of likes on our social media <laughs> post, right? How do we know when we're just looking down on ourselves or being humble mm. and also how do we stay humble
1: okay so very very good point because i always say this it is not humility to discount your own abilities okay so that's humility it. doesn't mean that you should discount yourself that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. let's 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 be very clear about that mm-hmm. and uh, there are many helpful techniques to develop humility, which is very uncommon. Like one of the very famous one, Mm -hmm. which I like it and is connected directly to our consciousness is to practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's about taking time to be kind and thankful towards ourselves and other people. Mm -hmm. So gratitude will activate our humility. Mm -hmm. Gratitude will remind us that we are part of a greater equation Mm -hmm. and we can make a bigger impact by humbling ourselves and spreading positive energy around us. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's a formula for creating ripple effects of kindness.
0: Yeah, I think uh, this is what we practiced with our children. I mean, with 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 our first son. Mm. Okay, we haven't practiced with the youngest one because <laughs> he hasn't, He doesn't know how to speak yet. But we did. We, we practiced this with our son. Um, so every time before we go to uh, before we sleep, we always ask. Okay, so what are you grateful about today? Yeah. Right so it, and 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 it's amazing to see you know the, the the little thing that he is grateful for like for example i'm grateful i'm thankful that i i get to eat mac and cheese tonight <laughs> right so it's it, it it give that sense of like oh, yeah you know we, we have to uh, be, be 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 appreciative of those small little things
1: yeah reviewing right? and reflecting on what's right in your life right now mm, you know mm-hmm. so that helps us to build our humility. Mm, yeah? Yeah. Another one which is really famous for humility boost, mm-hmm. it's asking for help. Mm. You see, seeking for feedback or asking for help and guidance from other people will increase our humility score. Okay. A lot of times when people ask for help, mm-hmm. they think that it's weakness, yeah. but actually it's a strength under control. Oh. And that's that's very important. The mistakes that people make is that they're thinking, asking for help, it means that you are not good enough. Yeah. But actually that's not really true. Yeah. It means that you are open to understand and use the law of leverage on getting mm-hmm. things done through getting help from other people. It mm-hmm. means we are not willing to, we are willing to listen and appreciate other people's opinion. Mm-hmm. So receivers of the request feel immediately trustworthy and empowered by your humility. That's why asking for help is one of the ways to build trust. Mm-hmm. So while humble people are aware of what they know, they also acknowledge what they don't know mm-hmm. and are willing to get help for it. Mm-hmm. So such quality makes us a desirable partner and even increase our likability score.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of my uh, my, my former boss before. Mm. It's like, yeah, she knows a lot of uh, you know, th- things in in HR and all that stuff. And she 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 said that oh, you know, you guys are the young ones. Uh, teach me how to use Instagram mm. or what is hashtag and all that stuff. Yeah. So it it it, it get us feel feeling like hey, you know, you are she's she's relatable yeah yeah and then um, and
1: you feel that she's humble yeah right, yeah you yeah, know? yeah
0: it's like she said that i don't know everything correct so we learn from one another
1: correct yeah, yeah. another one it's to be responsible
0: mm-hmm. you
1: see being responsible does not mean to take all the blames or credits it's about acknowledging our part mm-hmm. keeping our promises and honoring our commitment but also at the same time. While we are responsible towards our own work, mm-hmm. being responsible also involves acknowledging other people's work. So indeed, you see, the higher our responsibility rise, mm-hmm. the more important the humility become, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the last technique on humility, which is this, is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It's about being able to admit your mistake and forgive other people's mistake. Ah. It's very difficult. Yeah. (laughs) So, you see, intellectual humility requires a certain level, a certain level of vulnerability Mm. and admission to the fact that we are human and we all have flaws. And that is one of the hardest ones because this is always against our ego, right? Yeah. So, we have this cognitive blind spot that are invisible to us, Mm -hmm. but other people can see it. This is the Johari windows, yeah, right? Yeah. So nobody is perfect and we all make mistakes. And it takes a humble person to say, I was wrong. Yeah. So you learn the lesson and move on by admitting that we are wrong and that's how we get closer to the truth. <sighs>
0: Wow. Okay, that's 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 a lot of a lot of like um, tips, tricks, advices that we can get. So, yeah. All right, guys. Um, there you have it. We've learned um not just plenty, but a lot of stuff mm. that we can do to develop our uh, and improve our consciousness, so we can better take control of our life and also career. So, to recap on some of the things that we've learned. Uh, we should be aware and intentional of everything that we do, see, think and say, you know, um, and learn to forgive ourselves and others. Uh, don't be shy to ask for help. Practice gratitude and stay humble. Yeah, so that, that, that is a really, really, uh, what we call this, uh, uh, precious learnings that we gathered from the this episode and also the previous episode so thank you reza for sharing your uh, your thoughts and your findings on consciousness you're welcome right so we hope this uh, uh, conversation has inspired you to know and learn more with us don't forget to tune in to our next podcast um, and as usual we love to have you around and thank you for listening